Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, and I have another Meg here with us today, and she is amazing. Um, Love uh, talking with her, and she is an amazing coach um, and healer. And is going to talk to us today about some quantum inner child healing. So I can't wait to learn more about that. I know that's one of your biggest passions. So just go ahead and give us an intro, brag on yourself, and tell us anything that I left there. (laughs) Totally. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Megan. It's so great to be with you, by the way. It's It's been a while, but it's so great to see your face. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Um. Yeah, so I've been a coach for 20 years. I can't believe I can say that now. Um, I love what you've been doing as far as kind of creating like, you know, the psychology in the background and jumping into coaching. I was so, so like inspired that you did that. And I think you've done it so well. So it's crazy to look at the past and look at kind of where, where we are today. But yeah, it's been 20 years. And I mostly started out in the real estate, you know, real estate world, um, working with brokers, working with real estate agents. Fast forward, I've always been kind of working with, you know, coaching and consulting with companies, with CEOs, with entrepreneurs, um, mostly like with, you know, strategical stuff and like how we, how we get your business up and running and how we do this and, and, and accountability because we're always not that great about holding ourselves accountable. Like we kind of like to have snow days and just go jump in the jacuzzi <laughs> when we want, but um in the last couple of years, yeah, I've gotten into more of, I'll just call it more of the woo, right? And, um, and with this quantum inner child healing, I've, I've really brought that into my practice and what I've, I've done with people. Um, I've had people from the early 2000s that were mostly in real estate or mostly in different, you know, business and um, venture that have come back to me over the past couple of years. And we've, I've really been able to play with and use this modality of quantum inner child healing with them. Um, and gotten a little bit more spiritual, gotten a little bit more, you know, like into into ourselves more and like looking within to a particular degree that a lot of people in business sometimes aren't open to, right? So that's been really, really fun. And it's, uh, it's what's amazing about it is it's really just created so many great results and long lasting results. Like I have people that come to me that say, you know, I, I worked with a therapist or I did EMDR, I did all these things. And you know, after five years of doing something like that, I did one session with you and like hit the nail on the head. And that always makes me so happy. I love, I love it when people have tried and done things. And they're obviously that gives me an idea that they're open and willing to like look at something and, and really do something about it. And then when we're really effective with it and they're like, wow, I had no idea how quick that would be. And now that I'm like 
dealing with this in my life and it's not an issue anymore. It's such a great feeling to be able to facilitate people and being able to provide that for them. I love that so much. You know, we met in Jessica Riverson's uh, Feminine CEO Academy. Yeah. I feel like you're a perfect example of that where you're blending this kind of like, you know, corporate coaching and, and you started, you know, back with the original, what organization is that? Oh my gosh. I was with a company in San Diego that we outsourced coaching for a company in Toronto, Canada. That was a real estate trading company. So it was like, it was like JTS advisors was it way long ago, but that was like 2001 or something. Yeah. And you were like a trainer and, and you really, uh, I know I was like a newbie coming in. I mean, I was a psychologist, but you're really helping me with my sales calls, which I could probably still use a little bit of help with, but <laughs> you know how those things go. Um, but you know, I think it's great that like, you've got all this like corporate training experience and yet, you know, at your heart, you're a healer. And I found that to be so true in my own life and with everybody that I worked with is you can do strategy all day long, you know, but a lot of times what really puts you over the edge is when you do that embodiment or you do the inner work or the healing. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us have our inner child or inner teenager kind of like running the show, acting out or hiding or doing whatever they do that sometimes can block us from getting for to work sure. out. Yeah. How do you see that show up for people? You know what? It's like, here's how it shows up. People don't know that they don't know that it's showing up in ways, right? And then there'll be like complaints that they have, like specific complaints. Like I got this, um, this complaint, this woman was like, look, for, fe for seven years, I've been wanting to bring this business to, earth, to the earth, like, like create this, manifest this. I'm like, wow, like what's, what's in the way? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, we end up doing a session and she's like, I'm coming to this session really, really questioning whether this is going to work or whether this is the right thing. I'm like, look, it's one session. Like if it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> but for seven years, nothing has. And so, you know, at the end of this, it's like, we do one session and she's like, holy moly, Meg. Wow. Like there's so much that dropped out of my system in the last 24 hours where it's like, and, and then, it was, so what brought what brought, what brought her on to the conversation where it was, Hey, I want to bring this thing to the earth. I have this amazing idea and I haven't been able to do it and not knowing why. Right. But knowing that she's not motivated or just like, it's just not happening. Right. Like sometimes people like, can pinpoint specific things aren't working, but a lot of times people can't. And so that to like to specifically answer your question, like, like people just don't know. Sometimes they're just like, I really have a huge commitment, but it's not coming through. And I want it to, cause this is big. Um, but yeah, like we'll do one, one session. And, and this woman was like, wow, I had rosacea on my face the next day. So it was like, you know, our bodies store this stuff, Same. our bodies, as you know, do, dealing with trauma, right? Our bodies store this stuff in our biology and our DNA. And so when we, when we get to the source of it or the root of it, it can completely clear any kind of templates that we've got that are holding that in place for us to be safe. Because when, when traumas happened and things like that when we were little our brains weren't fully formed our stress receptors weren't completely formed in that frontal cortex so it's like there's a, our brains do so many things to keep us alive and well and surviving and you know when when things like this happen and and someone gets a huge breakthrough and they're able to then go oh my gosh I don't know what happened but I got clarity I'm like here's what happened we dealt with abandonment we dealt with betrayal and we dealt with your rejection that's what we did <laughs> right <laughs> the triple there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's, that's like one of the big things that we deal with in the fearless feminine Academy. And you know, myself, I think really, I, 
I just really had to regulate my nervous system to get to the point where I could handle so much public exposure. Like once this podcast launched, like I definitely had one of those moments of like vulnerability hangover, like exposure uh-huh. fear, you know, and a lot of us, especially if we have healing backgrounds, you know, if you believe in past lives, we've been doing this for, for lifetimes. And so, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of baggage to like, what will people think of me? I think pretty much right. stops a lot of people. I know it did for me for the first 10 years. I was busy, you know, with my brick and mortar business and knew I wanted to be in the spotlight and have this big mission, but uh, was just kind of scared to push play. And so, you know, I think that that's something that is really powerful. And I think it's like, as a kid, um, you know, a lot of times we sort of get the messages that it's not safe to be like seen and heard. And so tell me about the quantum part, like, uh, you know, how, like, how does the healing piece work? Yeah, that's a really great question. Thank you. And it's, and I think it's a great question because a lot of people um, have done inner child work with, you know, people like you or a therapist or, or that kind of thing. And so what makes it different, right? Like, so here's, this is such a story that's kind of near and dear to my heart, right? I'm going to back up just a little bit because when I first started coaching in the early 2000s, I was coaching a program that was like a six month program. And it was a really rigorous training program, right? For um, an educational corporation that still exists actually, but um, this woman, so she was 17 years old and I was her first coach, the life coach. And um, I had, you know, a six month relationship with her and she, um, I'm going to fast forward. So that's like, we met when she was 17 and then fast forward about 15 years later. Yikes. (laughs) That's a lot of years. She downloaded, she was downloaded in a series of like three years, this kind of um, modality right? And she didn't quite know what was happening. She was just getting all this information. And then after about three years, she had it on. She's like, oh my gosh. And she kind of formulated it to, to be like a 15 step pro- process. Um, and so that's really what it is. And then inst- she had that three years getting it, had it started using it on herself, started using it with her clients, right? Um, for two years, she used it with her clients. And some of them, like I, I supported her she was doing massage therapy and then she switched to doing like, you know, some medium readings and some coaching. And I was like, look, here's some money. I will support you. Like, let's do a session. And so we started doing some sessions and, uh, I didn't know that she was using this, this modality with me, but I remember distinctly, it was like a call in April. I was like like sitting on my bed, just like, you know, and cross-legged, just like closing my eyes. And I'm like, whatever she did today was miraculous. Like I'm a different person after that call, right? And so she did QIC with me that day. And I didn't know and she didn't tell me she did. But um, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half later, she was like, hey, I'm going to be offering this thing called QIC. And as soon as she said it, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm registering. I don't care how much it is. I'm doing it. And she goes, oh my God, Meg, like, as I was creating this program, I thought of you. I thought of a coaches like you. And she goes, and I really tailored it to being able to teach this that way. And so I was in the very first quantum inner child healing certification course. And it was two years ago. And there were only nine of us. I think she's only done it twice after that. So there are not many people doing this particular modality. Um, But here's the quantum part of it, right? So, you know, inner child healing, you can kind of go in and you talk to that inner child and you, you discuss different things and you ask different things from different kind of views or different kind of views from outside the box. 
And what's amazing about the way that the quantum healing works is, is that it's almost like we, um, we go back into that timeline, right? I put people to get them really, um, really like top of mind to the feelings that they feel and the, and the physicalities that they feel when this trigger is experienced. But what happens, so sometimes they'll do like a couple days or even a week's worth of prep work in order to kind of get our mindset there or their mindset there. But when we get on the call, we actually go back in time. We go back into that time frame of when that actual trigger happens. So it's my job as a facilitator to get someone to really get to hopefully what that very first root trauma was. This is where intuition comes in though, right? So like sometimes someone's inner child who's 17 shows up. I know that's not the core wound because the core wound is anywhere from zero, right, in utero to seven to 10 years old. So if a 17-year-old shows up, I know we're not dealing with the root trauma. So I got to push a little bit, right? And I got to use my intuition and I got to like say, okay, you know, when's, when was the time before that that this happened? And we try to get them to a place of where I know that that core wound lives. Um, and if I if I push a few times and that inner child's not going to go, then we're going to do another session because that's not going to get us where we're going to go. But um, what happens is, is we go back into time. We go back into that area where I'll see like a number three and I'm like, they're three years old. And we'll literally go back to three years old. And because this is stored in our DNA, because it's stored in our biology, right? Our, our bodies are bringing this information up. I'm not bringing it. I'm not like putting magical Meg wand over it and like bringing it out like it's it's in your body i'm just asking the right questions to the facilitator right so we go back and we're in three years old stop the action for a minute right and we it's almost like we get onto um a drone right your present day you your me we go to a drone we go back into that time frame of when you're three years old you tell me exactly where we were physically and then we literally have a council meeting you know with anyone involved so you get to invite Miss Megan Monday, um, anyone in present day that you would want there, you, your inner child gets to invite into the space anyone that, that, that they needed to be there. Say like it had a caretaker or a dog that they, you know, that they used as comfort back then. And so everyone in, this, in that meeting gets a space and a place to be heard, seen, and complete 100%. And really, it's 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 for the it's for your inner child to do that, and for you, present day you, to do that. And so, regular inner child healing doesn't exactly give that kind of opportunity, where literally there's seven different views at which you, as the uh, experiencer, can see. So literally, we get every single angle complete with the conversation that's been had, right? And your inner child, I keep checking in with the inner child throughout this entire process to see what they need. Another level will come up, another layer will come up. What does she need now? What does she need now? And so it's, it works like that, like the quantum one really level works that way. We're bringing in all timelines, right, to be experienced and dealt with and so that everyone gets to be seen, heard, complete. And what ultimately happens, you know, I think, that's maybe different than what people have experienced with inner child healing, Megan, is because it's on all timelines, that's what quantum is. Quantum is the whole, the, re, the whole thing, right? Because you get to see so many timelines, but you also get to put yourself in your mother's shoes in the moment, and you actually get to see her because of, we're in the memory. We're actually in the, the memory of the root trauma when you were three years old. 
And you, your human self may not really remember that memory, your biological self and your DNA does bring it up. So it's almost like a movie that's reeling, right? In, in our minds. And so if I can get you there and then we're there and then we take this like journey, it's basically like a modern day soul retrieval without the use of plant medicine is really, really kind of what it, it's like. That's so powerful because I've experienced, it sounds like some, something similar to that, uh, that I really think with some of that inner child work when you do it with a healer and it, you really tap into that quantum state, you know, it is soul retrieval. So I love that you use that word because that was exactly like exactly what I was thinking. Sounds like such a powerful technique for like integration and um, really, I would imagine it like really helps with manifesting. So like, I'm just kind of curious, like when you had your sessions done and when you went through the training, like what, what did you kind of notice as some of those layers were integrating as you were jumping timelines? Oh, girl, it was so great. It was so great. It was so much work, right? But it, so it was three months. And uh, every single week you had an opportunity and you switched partners. So you, sw- you, you know, every single person in the course you got to experience and then you got to create a, a feeling for, right? Um, for me, this is, I'll share this is kind of a funny example. Yeah, so I, I basically kept a little journal, right? I kept like a, a, a journal where it was my trigger journal. And I committed, it was part of the course, but it was like I committed to any time I, I noticed there was a trigger, like so anytime there's a lack of power, freedom, full self-expression, right? I would, just, I would just capture it. I could be reactivated about something. I could be sad about something. So this is a funny one that I'll share. And the reason I was, I was coughing is because it's like, <laughs> it's like a little vulnerable. So it's super perfect, right? So in the, when I was doing this training, I, was, I had just ended an eight-year relationship. It was almost like divorce. I was like going through this total shift. Mm. And I was in my new place. And um, you know how when you're listening to Pandora and it has the little commercials in the background? I was doing dishes. I'm doing dishes. And there's this, um, you know, I was in this eight-year relationship that didn't turn out how I wanted it to. And it was like, we didn't continue. And, and we weren't married, but that was the thing. Like, we, the plan was to have a commitment ceremony and, you know, do all that. So that didn't happen. And I was like in my little heartbreak for about two years. I just kind of like, you know, dated myself and got back to me. And, and so this is the beginning of that, that time period, right? So I remember I had my little tr- trigger journal that like sat in its little place. And anytime I, I had the trigger, I would go and run and put it in, you know, and there you could have it in your phone or whatever, but I like to do pen and paper. So I'm doing the dishes and there's this little thing on Pandora that came up and it was like, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. It was about like some wedding, you know, something. And so I'm like, and I've heard it a billion times because you get the same commercials on Pandora, right? (laughs) So I go, I'm doing the dishes and this is what happened to my face, right? And I was like, oh, God, what just happened right now? Like, (laughs) I threw my gloves off. I threw them down. I ran over and got my, my journal. And I'm like, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Clearly, I was having a huge trigger, right? And reacting, reacting to not having a wedding, <laughs> having a commitment ceremony. I'm like, okay, this is a good one. Like, wow, this is great to be able to come up, like, in the first week, work on this, right? So here, I wrote that down, and I wrote all these other triggers down, and then it's my turn to work with, the, you know, this really powerful person who's my first partner, 
And I'm like, I want to work on this one. This is the one I want to get to work on right away. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm a little nervous, but you know, and so we worked on it and it was like, it was like what, what the memory that was connected to it. Once I did the work right in that hour long session or hour and a half long session stemmed from being in an accident in the back car, back of the car with my mom, right? Where I, it was just my mom and I, and I was in the back seat and I fell like un, almost underneath her driver's seat. And when I kind of came to in this car wreck, my mother was gone. She was out of the car. It was just me in the car. And I, so it was like abandoned. Mm-hmm. I was abandoned. Yeah. But I looked around and I'm like, I'm like probably five years old, five or six. And I'm just bawling in the memory. So the memory takes me to that I'm bawling. And I remember my mom came back, but I was like, I thought you left me for good. Like as a five or six year old, right? You're like in this big crash. That's a traumatic thing, right? You don't know if you died. You don't know if your mom's disappeared, like who's driving the car, like all these things, right? That a six year old would be super confused about. But it ended up, you know, she was like, there was a baby in the car, the other car, my mom's a nurse. She was like, oh my God, like covering her bases, right? As a human being, as a, as a mother, as a female, as a nurse, like stopping the car and probably looking behind to see that I was okay. And then noticing that I'm still alive and fine. I'm not bleeding or anything. Like putting the car in park, going and, and checking and, you know, those, the next people and like making sure that they were good. And she, I remember her came back and I was just like, not coming down my face, like tears rolling down. I remember the moment, but it was like, if I wasn't in that space of the doing this quantum healing, I never would have like brought myself back there, you know? So then it's like, wow, the, the, the trigger called abandonment, which was triggered by, uh, I, I don't have something borrowed or something blue because I'm not getting married, <laughs> went straight back to being abandoned as a four, you know, five or six year old in a, in a car crash with my mom. Who freaking knew? That's such a touching story. And thank you for sharing, you know, with such like courage and vulnerability. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we all have abandonment. Like, I think that's the core human wound. And we think of like, oh, I was missing a parent or I got dumped or whatever. But there are so many examples of like being there, being invalidated or like whatever, being left in a car. Um, And I've had uh, healer mentors tell me that a lot of times car accidents can be very traumatic, even if there's not damage because it's like your soul kind of like jumps out of your body a bit with the, ah. like the um, thrust of it, you know? So especially as a little one, like you're saying, I've been like binge watching a lot of Joe Dispenza lately. And then he talks a lot okay. about how, yeah, how like that zero to seven, we're in that like subconscious uh, permeable brain state where basically we're just, we're in an altered state um, from zero to seven. Yeah. Um, so certainly when we do have trauma, it's even like more intense and it gets like imprinted on us in a way that it doesn't when we're adults. So I, I recommend, um, healing of all sorts, um, for my trauma clients. I'm like, listen, we could go here and like relive all of this stuff, um, through EMDR or whatever, but like, you know, you could just like go to a healer and they can just like, you know, lovingly like put some energy on there, you know, and not to say that sometimes you don't need to tell the story and work through the actual incident. Right. But wow, like quantum healing is so powerful and, and there's so many different types of healing out there that are available for people. And I always tell you, like, if you want bang for your buck, like go get a healing session because <sighs> yeah. like you were saying, you know, after one session, you can have these like incredible results. And I see so many women 
like I said, myself included, who, who waited 10 years or seven years or, you know, we're just like waiting for the right time. And I feel like with 2021, it's, it's really in my mind, obviously divine feminine revolution time. And so, you know, I think women leaders, revolutionary leaders are really taking on. And so there's no better time to jump in, even if it's scary as fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a quantum yeah. inner child healing, tell your inner child it's okay to go be famous on the internet because you're here to change the world. <laughs> well, and that's so cool that you say that too, because it's like, look, you know, in these sessions, and I don't know, you know, what you've done with people with, you know, with, with inner child healing or, or other therapists, but, you know, in the end of the session, I take people through a very, very specific conversation with their inner child. And part of the conversation is letting the child know that you see their pain, but you also see their power, mm -hmm. right? Like what you're talking about, this feminine re revolution. And so it gives power back to people, women, men, general, anyone that does it. Um, but specifically our context is feminine revolution, right? So it's like it gives power back to you, but then your inner child gets, you know, resolved because there is pain there. There is, you know, power there. But the other thing that we do is that we, we let the, the child know that we're sorry that we hadn't been there when she needed us the most. So there's five core wounds, right? We have five core wounds as human beings. So that's, you can have five, you could have abandonment and you could have five different times or wounds that, ha that fall under abandonment. But you can have separation from God and you could have that your whole life. So you have many iterations of that, right? Tell us all of them. What are they? Yeah. So, so the five core wounds. So the the um, the separation from God is the huge, the big one. Your source creator. However you say that, you can say universe. You can say whatever you think. You know, you resonate with. But like, separation from God is the biggest one that I deal with with people because look, when we're separate from what created us, right? That is where we. It's like the fundamental creation of the entire system identification of the ego constructs right, where our ego lives. And so, therefore, the ego is the first really formation of the first belief of I'm separate. Mm -hmm. I'm separate from my creator. And we can't, it's like we can't be separate from our creator because we're that source creator, right? But the belief that we could ever be separate creates this fragmentation, right, called the ego construct. So then knowing that it's almost like there's these conversations then that get inserted into that ego called, um, I'm not, I'm not good enough, unworthy, right? So all, we say all triggers and traumas stem from that, right? That belief that we're not good enough. And the impact of those wounds are held in our DNA, Megan, as you know, right? So it's also traced back through our ancestral lineage, right? So beliefs that we were passed down that weren't necessarily ours, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta work hard to make money or those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe when, you know, my grand ancestors lived in Nebraska and they settled there the first time. Yeah. They had to work the land. That was hard work. And, and in that world, that's reality. But in this world, that may not be reality. Right. So when we heal and we clear, and I will get to the other four, but when we heal and clear these, we, we, we not only heal and clear and restore fragments for ourselves, right. With that soul retrieval, but therefore we're clearing, we're healing, and we're restoring the collective energy that we all are a part of, right? And then if you take it a step further, and this has actually been happening in a lot of my sessions where we're literally clearing ancestral trauma. So we'll bring in one, two, up to eight levels of ancestry, 
that 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 the person brings in i'm like who else wants in who else are we inviting in and it was like we had eight uh we had eight ancestors in one of my sessions in that in the last couple of weeks and so we cleared 800 years of ancestry that is incredible um gosh i mean i have so much to say about this like I'm <laughs> <laughs> one, I think that separation from God, you know, I think religion really did us a disservice by saying like God's out here, you know, because then we can like never find that like we actually have that piece of the creator within us that we have the direct, you know, connection to source. Um, so total mystification, patriarchy move there by, <laughs> you know, telling us to look outside for it. And I just love the ancestral uh, healing piece, you know, obviously like lots of indigenous um, healers uh, really you know, cherish and celebrate and work with the ancestors. And, um, I pre-COVID went to a energy psychology conference, um, that was incredible. And they did a lot of ancestral clearing through like EFT, um, which it uses, you know, tapping and whatnot to hit the different points. Um, but it was really powerful. Like one, I wish I could remember his name, but one of the guys that was facilitating it was his ancestors were like Holocaust survivors and like a rational fear of, you know, being taken away and losing his business and he wasn't doing anything wrong, but it was just this very like strong fear. And so they were talking about like tapping through in your case, you know, the quantum healing, but yeah, I think that separation from God, you know, is, is, I feel like it is such a soul fragmentation and I feel like it's so pervasive and, you know, I think a lot of times our our ancestors may have experienced it, particularly if they had trauma, um, you know, and then if, if, if those things aren't taken care of, then they just kind of get perpetuated. And I think, you know, we've sort of been fed this story that our epigenetics and our DNA and stuff is just like how it is, you know, but I think as we're really starting to discover what it's all about, it's very permeable. It's very changeable and we really can heal. You know, we know like if you're a healer, there's not really any such thing as time. So as we heal backwards, we also heal forwards and vice versa. And so there's so much there in that first one. I've never really heard it said like that I mean obviously like you know the spiritual recovery is a big thing and recovering from drugs and alcohol is like finding that you know reconnecting with source and and God um so I love that you share that I don't know like bells are going off for me I'm gonna (laughs) I can can, can feel it I can feel it you you know I think I say that one because it's the one I deal with with clients the most Mm -hmm. and it's also what I you asked me specifically like what was training like like so I gave you that example of like the washing the dishes and that that trigger but also like I got my relationship with source creator back in went in that training you know I was raised um I went to Catholic grade school Catholic high school I have the morals and values that I really like love and adore that I had those as a child but I also as time goes by and you start learning about all kinds of things right um you start getting more clear and you're like, wow. Okay. So like I can take the morals and values as the foundational level, but I don't have to subscribe to all of the things that my religion that I was raised with believes in. Right. So there's like this foundational thing that I think is really great for people. But then, you know, as we grow older and as we get more information and as we go with within, you know, I've, I've said many times and I, and I, and I've said like, I've, I've gotten more out of being in a yoga class for an hour than I did every 
sorry to any religion teacher I ever had in school, but like that I ever had in any religion class in grade school or high school. Like, did I learn facts? I did, but I got more information and more downloads and more specific light being in a yoga class for an hour, you know, than I did have religion class being thrown at me. Um, so the, the whole being able to like get back to that relationship with, with source creator and God for me was huge. It was huge. And I have this amazing relationship now with, with source that I didn't have before. And I get downloads and I get, I get advice and I get to ask and we get to receive. And it's just so amazing and beautiful. Yeah, I love that so much. And actually what it's making me think of is an inner child moment that I just did uh, with a sex and relationship coach. We were rewriting like a sexual story uh, and part of what all these little inner child things. And I was raised originally Catholic as well. And so (laughs) you're going to love this. Um, So my first like confession or whatever, we had to like come up with something to confess or whatever. And at the time I had been speaking Haagen-Dazs, which is like the best ice cream in the world. And so we were really just like reclaiming that moment of like having to go confess this thing that was like pleasure uh, as like one of those formative moments where we learned that like pleasure is bad, right? (laughs) As you know me, like pleasure is a big part of uh, my brand because I've done it the hard way. I've done it the overachiever perfectionist way. And I totally do not recommend it because it's not very much fun, even if you are successful, right? And so- Suffering's always optional. I know. And so just like reclaiming that little piece, you know, it sounds like your technique is like definitely like more involved and really going through and like going in there. But like, you know, you think like as a psychologist, like I would get it, but we're all kind of blind to our own history. We really do need to invest in like guides and healers to help us go through and access that material. Powerful. And it's so funny how something like a little moment like that can end up playing such a major theme in your life. So I just love that. Um, So tell me about the other wounds that. Yeah. So we've got separation from God. Abandonment is probably the other one that I deal with the most with people. Me too. Right? Yeah. Um, And then, so also separation can kind of be connected to that one. Right. And then we have betrayal right? So being betrayed. Also, <clears throat> repression sometimes is connected to that one as well. Rejection, that one is a big one. And then the persecution, which is sometimes then related to guilt too. So um, yeah, separation from God, abandonment, uh, betrayal, rejection, and persecution. Yeah, those definitely, I think, are some of the core wounds that really hold people back. You know, talk about like, um, from a business context, you know, like launching, selling, getting on a call with someone, you know, like if you have some of those sisterhood wounds, if you have that abandonment persecution, I always pull that one card from the, um, the oracles. Uh, the, yeah, one of the oracle cards, and it says, like, you know, like, come out of the cave and express your truth, like, release persecution. <laughs> I, like, pull that card off. I'm like, okay, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm going to keep going with that. So I'll have to book a session with you. We can <laughs> tackle that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I see those things happen for people, you know, whether it's just, like, it's creating anxiety and depression or trauma or whatever, or, like, if it's blocking you from, like, your dream life, you know. Um, and that's partly why I've, I, you know, through my coaching experiences have been, really turn on to the embodiment and pleasure piece because I feel like it's just really rewiring that nervous system to be able to hold those big uh, leaps around being seen and heard and stuff. So celebrating, celebrating when they happen. Totally. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I just, it sounds like that technique is, is incredible. And that combined with all your like corporate coaching experience, you know, I can imagine that's like really, really powerful. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I, I knew two years ago when she was doing it, as soon as she said, I'm doing this QIC thing, I'm like, I'm doing it. And the only thing I saw was like the, the tool being, it was like the shining tool that was glittering and like full of light, right? Like being put in my toolbox. And I'm like, this will, you know, as a coach, you're always trying to set yourself aside. Like there's a lot of healers and a lot of coaches out there. I've done this for 20 years. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you're, 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 someone's comparing you to someone who may have, you know, I don't want to bash anyone and I'm not, I don't, there's no like name that comes to mind, but it's like, it's different. Like when you have the experience that you have being in psychology for as long as you have, and then you've got this very specific niche called now I'm in coaching that, that, like I told you, when we, when we talked it over a year ago, like that is brilliant. That niche is amazing and brilliant because who someone's getting you as a coach is like 10 times worth your value because you are, or, or their value on the phone for an hour with you or whatever program they decide to, you know, get, you know, purchase with you. It's like, you're getting something so beyond, right? Because of all of your uh, training and that you've had for years, it's like, it's like such value, right? So like, you know, people right now, I think are like doing a six week coaching course session. And that's like, that's not the same. You don't get, you know, it, it's irreplaceable having time, many years of stuff and training and stuff that comes up where you're like, oh yeah, I've dealt with that. People come to me and they're like, like a little timid. I'm like, look at, I've done this for 20 years. Like I've heard it all. There's probably nothing you're going to say that's going to shock really? me. And, and it's important to you because it's obviously stopping you from getting somewhere or moving forward or whatever. Right. So, you know, I think it is super important to, to be able to differentiate like, yeah. And like do, doing some research and, and like, what kind of training do you have? What's your background? Like how long have you, how many people have you worked with that has this, this and this and this. Right. Um, but I love when you say that sometimes you're like, just to send you, like, go healer. They're going to like get this in the bud for you. I love that. And that's the other really great thing about you and the way that you do what you do. It's like, you see like, okay, if I do EMDR, it's going to take this amount of time because there's this amount of stuff we're working on. And it's, it's one of the complaints that I've had with people that are like, well, I did that, you know, and, and it was great, but I it kept, time kept stretching and I kept going and reliving through this this trauma which which as we know puts a huge toll on your nervous system right if you're already stressed and you're already a mom and you're already doing all these things and you're dealing with COVID and you're dealing with transition it's like you don't want to put something else on there that's keeping energy from you you know which is why I love QIC so much because it's really like okay which one of these five core wounds do we want to deal with like I have packages that are like five three and one Right. Like if someone's like, I want, I want people to be able to work with me. And sometimes people can invest in doing like the whole five core wounds. It's like, great, let's work on one at a time. And at least gets you breathing again and like experiencing something again and healing something again. And it will happen like this, you know, and it will last. It's not like, it's not like you got to come back. We get to the root of the issue. We get to the root of the trauma and we clear it. We transmute it we transform it. And sometimes what's really cool and fun, and this is the glitter part, like we get a look at imagination, we get to create a different story. And you get to then walk away, you know, having this memory that existed in one way, be completely transformed. So it's not running you in the future. 
so you can bring that business to to into fruition that you've been wanting to for eight years or seven years or whatever. Um, it's so magical and beautiful in that way, and I that's why I feel like I'm just so blessed and lucky to be able to to bring it to people at this point. I love that so much. And what you made, well, first of all, thank you. I receive all those like very kind things you said about me. I'm launching my diva one-on-one spots right now, which stands for mission, visibility and action. And I'm just like joking along with it. I love having so much fun playing, playing a diva. And uh, (laughs) I uh, really joke that it's like a triple threat because I'm a therapist, a healer and a coach, you know, and I I do think a lot of us have just like the God-given gift of being a healer. We've done it for lifetimes. And so a lot of us do have natural talent, but I definitely think like if you're going to hold someone, it definitely helps to have had like years and years of experience of holding people, Um, you know, because there's a lot to it. And, you know, I just flashed on, um, one of like the most powerful healing experiences I've ever had is I've had the privilege over the years to work with um, the Maori healers of New Zealand. And um, the, the final workshop we did was Kawariki and it was this really beautiful, uh, like week long, um, actually was in the snow. We were in a tent out in the snow with like heaters and stuff. But wow. It was like super powerful transformation. And um, a few months later, uh, my mentor Manu uh, passed. And I just remember all throughout the workshop, he was like, if you didn't come, what would you have missed? You know, and I think of that uh, often about, you know, like you were saying, like you saw the glittery lights, which I think I'm actually getting a little bit of glitter reverb off the sequence here, but. <laughs> You saw the very lights around, you know, and I know I've purchased just based on like, it's just like, you know, that you need to be there. Maybe you have to like put it on your credit card. I'm not saying that's necessarily the best. I'm just saying like, sometimes you just got to do it. it happen, man. To invest in yourself. And you just like, know and you know, and that's what I feel like. What would you have missed? Like, what do you miss? Like not you know, creating that, at least going for it. I know even way back when, when I was starting my private practice, I was like, okay, I'm just going to like give it a year, which, you know, that puts pressure on. I don't necessarily recommend that, but like, I'm going to really just like go for it. If it doesn't work out, I'll get a day job, whatever. And I never went back. And like, what would you have missed if you don't go for your dreams? Even if you don't, you know, I've had definitely many iterations, it changes, uh, but like to, to really just go for your destiny and go for your passion, it's like the most rewarding thing ever. And it sounds like a session, like what you offer would really help kind of accelerate the process and the results. Right. So I always like to kind of close out these interviews by saying, so like, what's sort of your, uh, you know, wish for the future? You know, it's, it's interesting. I get, I get people, you know, we talk to people on the phone all the time talking about what we do and, and what we provide. And, and um, my real wish is to, to facilitate being able to bring um, quantum under child healing to as many people as I can, right? Like, that's my thing for this year. Um, you know, people are like, if I do this with you, you know, will I have to do, keep doing this with you? I'm like, to be honest, no, there's five core wounds. Once we deal with the five, I want you to go do stuff. I want you to create stuff. I want you to open businesses. I want you to open stuff that's going to help heal people. I want you to do, I want you to create magic. Okay. That's what, that's what doing this work provides people is it's not my job. And I don't, I don't want a lifetime client. I mean, that's like a, and some, some coaches won't say that they won't, they'll they'll be like, Oh my God, that would, I'm probably giving people triggers just by saying that right. In some listening where they're like, Oh my God, no, I need to have these people as clients. I don't, 
That's codependency, just for the record, y'all. Like, we should be teaching people, you know, how to do it themselves. Now, if they want to work with us at all the different levels, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah, there's, we, yeah. we have different gifts, and, they're, you know, I'll spend a VIP one-on-one -on -one day with someone in, in Omaha, Nebraska that wants to, you know, grow their real estate business or grow whatever business, and we do different things. But, yeah, my thing for this year is, is, like, you know, inner – inner child work is becoming more of like a buzz conversation, I feel like, um, and trauma and triggers are, are part of it. So it's kind of like, and you've probably noticed this in, in what you do too, right? With therapy and stuff, like there's things that come into play at different times and then they're big for a while and they make a difference. And then like, it, it, it's like this, it's like real estate, it goes like this, right? And that's what's big right now. So it's like, I always think that everything's temporary pain or pleasure, right? And we create it. We create what we want. We are, because we have God that lives inside us, we're able to create, right? We're able to create the kind of future we want, we're able to create the clients we want, we're able to create the life that we want. And it can be as magical or as ordinary as you want it, right? Some people are super happy having a very ordinary life. They like, they like what they like. It's comfortable. Awesome. And some people are like, I want to keep creating magic and I want to keep creating magic. I want to keep like, that's why I'm alive. Right. So for me this year, it really is healing as many people, healing trauma as much as possible, because once we get that trauma out of our nervous system, people can create magic. Right. I have this, I have like my three years thing on the wall and it's like, I say, I said, huh. I said, when I get my shit together, people's dreams come true right so like I stick to my plan back there and people and that's what's at stake for me right so it's like getting myself out of the way whether it's I don't want to do this or I don't it's like no mission over everything and my mission is getting people to heal trauma because it's also not a, a like a fun conversation for people and I bring love to it I bring acceptance to it and I bring like a grace and ease to it that I think is, is missing in that conversation. Um, when people work with me, they're like, wow, I did not think it was going to go this way. And I'm so happy that I did take it on, you know, because I'm doing this, this, and this now, and I can breathe now. And I'm not worried when I sit down in the, in the, you know, beginning to start my day with my parents, you know, that are living with me with my coffee because the reactions are no longer there. The shit keeps happening. The same conversations happening, but my reaction to it, not there. That means healing happened. That means something got dropped out. That means total full self expression and freedom over, over there. Right. So that's, that's my thing. Well, you can tell you're so passionate about it and you're a cancer, right? Yeah. So we're both cancer Megan. Yeah. So yeah. you, know, you can hold some space that <laughs> kind of effervescent vibe. So it's been so awesome to reconnect with you. And I know job telling us about how awesome it is. And you definitely sold me. So like, tell us, how do we find you? Where do we book a session? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, uh, you can go to Meg Fritton, M E G F R I T T O N.com. And, um, I have like a little thing at the bottom where you can just let me know what you're dealing with. Let me know what you're interested in. You can request a few different things. You can request um, working one-on-one. -on -one. You can request a, a quantum healing session. If you just don't even know what you need, but you're like, wow, I'd love to be able to get on the phone. Just, you know, we do like a, a, a free session with someone where, you know, we look at like what they're looking at and dealing with. And then, you know, if there's something that we can provide, I'll tell you. And if there's something that I don't think we can provide, given what, you know, sometimes people aren't a match for me, you know, 
sometimes I'm, I, I'm a lot softer with the QIC stuff, but like if someone wants accountability and they're not ready for it, like you experienced this when we were training too, it was, I like brought on the accountability. Some people don't like that personality, right? But it's all of it. So you were so right though. And those things that you told me to do, I'm actually doing it. Like I've got this program and I can't even remember what they were like vacation. I, I'm actually doing all of those things now. I point where I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have spit, you know, I still in the burnout mode, honestly. Um, and it's been really nice just to take a step back and really, um, I mean, the coaching income really helps because it's allowed me to scale in a way that I could like pull back on my therapy practice and really just like take better care of myself and do this awesome podcast from the comfort of my home. So I love it. Throw a little brag in there. Um, but yeah, yeah perfect. It's great for accountability. And you know, I think I think accountability, it really is, you know, when people ask me like, well, what's the difference between coaching and therapy? I'm like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of differences, but I feel like that accountability and having, um, like I'm, I'm doing a photo shoot today and I'm like, I'm nervous. Like I, you know, messaging my coaches pep talk, please. You know, yeah, having that one-on-one contact, you know, like my therapy clients aren't texting me for a pep talk necessarily, you know, they like in session. Right. But to have that like all access and, you know, like if you're a business coach, like I am, it's like really like helping you build that business live with them, you know, giving you the ideas, the accountability, the support to like really pull it off and then clearing, you know, whatever kind of when things come up, when they pop up, when you need it, it's look, you don't need it when you're on the phone every, every other week with us, right? You need it. Like when shit happens, when you got a photo shoot and you're like, ah, your notebook. Yeah. So, um, well, Meg, I love talking with you. This was such a fun hour. I, I definitely am starting to get uh, people come back for a second loop. So we will have to have you come back and talk more. Cool. I'm sure we can talk for hours on these kind of things. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me. So blessed. com and book a session. I'm going to put you on my, uh, my list of experiences to have next. So um, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show and listening and we will see you next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the divine feminine revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.